According to a new survey conducted for BCAA by Leger, 70% of drivers in our province say the high cost of living and economic uncertainty has them keeping their current vehicle for much longer than they had planned and investing in them even when money is tight. Here to talk more about this fresh survey is Keith Berry, Regional Manager for BCAA Auto Repair and Maintenance. Uh, Keith, good morning. Oh, good morning, Sturdy, and I appreciate the time. Well, it's great to have you with us. This is, uh, this is fresh stuff. This is done just in the last few weeks. Did the uh, findings uh, surprise you at all, Keith, or is this sort of flowing with a trend that you're seeing at BCAA service centers anyway? It uh, didn't really surprise me. Uh, on the front lines on our four locations in Kelowna, Victoria, Nanaimo, and South Surrey, we've seen this for quite some time, but we wanted to see, was it just something we're experiencing, or is it across the board? And this survey definitely reinforced this is a trend all across BC. Yeah, I had lunch with my daughter the other day, Keith, and she said, you know, I need a new car. I said, who doesn't? She said, well, you know, I, I, I keep getting it fixed, but every time I get it fixed, it costs me $1,000. I just don't have a limitless quantity of $1,000 dollars for repairs is a thousand dollars a pretty typical annual maintenance tab for a car keith yeah, most people sort of, we recommend uh, budgeting between 650 to $750 a year towards regular repairs. And while that might seem like a lot of money, that's basically one to two months payments on a new vehicle, right? So unless you're outright buying the vehicle, it's still a bargain to keep your old vehicle running versus buying a new one. Right. So, so what are people spending the, let's dive into the nuts and bolts of this actually, and talk about uh, if you're going to hang on to the old buggy and keep it in decent shape rather than go out and, you know, invest half of your savings in a new car and wait. 8 to 10 to 12 or to 16 months. So let's talk about what that $650 or more on an annual basis should be spent on, Keith. Well, we always recommend what you want to do is prioritize maintenance. It's it's not the most exciting conversation to be like, hey, I'm getting an oil change done or getting my fluids done on a regular interval. But that basic maintenance will really translate to your vehicle lasting longer and running smoother. So all the normal things, get your oil change, make sure your battery's replaced on when it needs to be done, your belts, your fluids, all of the sort of key essential parts of your vehicle are your, where you want to prioritize. Well, you know, there was a time, and I suppose in a lot of households it remains so, but November, uh, especially in this corner of Canada, in other parts of the country, it's done much earlier. But typically people go and get the car, quote, winterized. You know, get the, the, the oil changed with the heavier oil or the fluids all topped up, that whole thing. Is, is that now coming back to more and more of us recognize the need for that annual seasonal upgrade? This year especially, the, the previous two years with uh, the world kind of being where it was with COVID, we noticed people's mileage had dropped down drastically. That's Some true, people yeah. were doing like 10% of what they had been doing. This year, we seem to be much more normalized. Uh, within the survey, we found 78% of people have already done their maintenance or are about to. And that's a very high percentage, as you pointed out for this early in the year, because despite the initial snap we had in October, it really hasn't been that cold a winter. So it's good to see people being more proactive and what we found from the survey and just when we speak to people at the store level is that people are simply saying, I can't afford to have my vehicle break down and be operational. What do I need to do to keep it going? Yeah. So, so people are taking the time to ask us versus waiting for us to tell them. And typically, I mean, you take a look at the vehicle breaks down no matter where, whether it's on the freeway or on some back road. It doesn't matter. The towing tab, just to get that broken down vehicle to some place that you trust is going to make it better, the towing bill can run into the hundreds of dollars. Keith. 
Yeah, and that's assuming that you're not going to have to wait a long time for it at the same time, too, right? Towing's just not a convenient thing to do. Uh, our members are lucky with their membership. They're covered. They get towed. They're they're dealt with. And it's, uh, you know, it's a nice feeling on the side of the road to be like, at least it's not costing me extra money. But it's an inconvenience. No one wants to be on the side of the road and waiting for their vehicle to get fixed. So if you can proactively get it done, I always say on the side of the road is not the time you want to make decisions about your vehicle. You want to do it when it's in the shop or when you're making a plan for expenses ahead of time. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the the notes. Your people sent along some some notes and you have a, a few tips in terms of getting the most out of the vehicle and, and this kind of approach to winterizing. And one of the things you say, and I'm quoting you right here, Mr. Barry, I hope I'm getting it right. Don't <laughs> ignore signs that something may be wrong with your vehicle. Unusual sounds, smell or the check engine light won't go away on their own. Jump on those issues right away. Delays could cost you a lot more. Yeah, I always say to people, uh, vehicles don't fix themselves. If they did, I'd be out of work. Uh, The reality is, in the past... People would get that weird clunk or, you know, the brakes squeaking, maybe that odd smell and go, "Mm, I'm not dealing with that right now. I've got bills to pay or electricity bill coming down the line. So they would put it off. But what we're finding now is people are saying, okay, well, is that little squeak, is that a big deal or not a big deal? And that's where it's really important to, to deal with a shop and a technician that you really trust to give you honest advice. And I always say advocate for yourself. You know the vehicle better than anyone because you drive it day in, day out. Ask the questions. Are you guys commissioned? Do your commission uh, get paid to people on the front counter, to the technicians? If they are, then you have to sort of take the advice of the grain of salt. You want to deal with a technician that you feel really comfortable with, and that's why at BCA we don't pay anyone commission. There's no commission on the front counter or in the text because we want to make sure we're soliciting completely honest advice and giving you the real deal so that you can make a properly informed decision on your vehicle. Is this a repair that needs to happen now right. or is it one that you can put off for a while? Exactly. You know, the one that freaks me out completely, Keith, is that check engine light. That goes on on my dashboard and I am, <laughs> I'm making a phone call right on the spot. I hate it when that goes on. I'm just never happy driving with a check engine light. So uh, talk to us for just very briefly about the, the relationship with the mechanic. I'm extremely lucky. I've, I've had my cars looked at by one firm for close to 15 years. They, they know the history of the vehicle. They keep it all on fire. And I trust them. They don't. They're not cheap, but they do good work, and that's all you can hope for. You get a good bang for your buck. How important is that relationship with a mechanic to you? I think it's really critical. I, I often tell people I recognize vehicles more than I do the people. I'll see vehicles pulling all day, and I'm like, oh, I remember that car. We've done this work to mm-hmm. it, or it needs this. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it, my wife and I will be driving around town. She'd be like, how do you know all these vehicles? I'm like, we service them. Sure, <laughs> so sure. She, she's like, you need to make get more friends. I'm like, probably. But what we'll find is that we'll recognize those vehicles, and I'll say to people, hey, remember we kind of give you a heads up. Like your brakes are getting lowish. You've right. got you know six months to a year before they come up. I think that's a really critical part of being a good shop is saying, giving people a roadmap and making them understand that there are repairs coming down the line so that they're not surprised. If someone tells you your brakes are due, that shouldn't be a shock to you. That you should go, oh yeah, I remember you saying it's coming down the line, it's getting up there. Uh, Brake jobs aren't cheap. Regular repairs aren't cheap. So you want to make sure that you have that plan in place because for a lot of people, a brake job is something they need to budget for and plan for. You can't just spring a bill on them and hope they can pay it. It's it's not really ideal. 70% of BC drivers, Keith, say I'm sticking with the old unit. I can't afford to or don't want to afford a new one right now. So I'll pour a little extra dough into what we own and keep it on the road for as long as we can. Uh, that's the That's the case for a lot of us, isn't it? 
uh, it's, I know it's the case for myself and my wife. We've looked at new vehicles, and as you mentioned earlier, the long wait times to get them don't work, and used vehicles have gone up such a crazy amount of value over the last year. We're talking 30 to 50%. It's not a small amount. So when used vehicles have gone up that much, you look at your own vehicle and think, well, suddenly it's worth up to 50% more. It's worth putting some money into to keep it running. Excellent advice, Mr. Barry. Thanks for getting up early today to share it with us this morning. Keith, much appreciated. I appreciate the time starting. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.